Welcome back to A Lighter Life, Life with Less Baggage. I'm your host, Julianne, and this is episode four. This week's episode is called Defense. So before we dive into this week's topic, I think I want to go back a bit and see how you did with last week's topic. So last week we were playing the blame game. You were looking at all the different times in your day where you blamed people, circumstances, um, yourself for different things that were happening in your life. And I hope you journaled on it because I think journaling is a huge indicator of what's really going on. So when I journaled, I noticed I had a ton of entries during the day. Like on Monday alone, I wound up with two entries before eight o'clock in the morning. I just, I get to work very early. So I started my day and I was like, whoop, there's one and whoop, there's another one. And I was just amazed at how many times I was triggered with that blame in the work environment. But as my journaling went on, I noticed that a lot of times I play blame game at work, but it doesn't show up at home so much. So what did you find when you were journaling? Did you start to see a pattern of when you're really feeling that uh, need to blame someone and when you're not in that same emotional, heavy baggage state? And again, that's why journaling is so important. So I hope you go back and you look at that and see you know, what, what patterns there were, what situations trigger you more than others, you know, and what did you learn from it? And then also, how did you start to deal with it? As you started to see this come up over and over again, did you feel like you needed some relief? Did you feel like you needed to do something about the fact that you were being triggered, that you were constantly using this blame strategy? And for me, one of the things that I noticed, um, I had two particular situations, but one was just the general, you know, as I noticed this pattern of blame happening at work so much, I felt, you know, what's going on here? Why? I understood already that I was negative at work. So that was kind of a given for me, but I started to look at it, well, what could I do about this rather than playing the blame game? And what I realized is that I was really, really focused on the negative. So blaming people, blaming different situations, blaming a rule at work, you know, there was so many things I could point the blame at because I was just in a negative space. So I, one afternoon I just took my lunch hour and I sat down and I wrote about all the positive things about my job. So looking at all the good things, like the, the fact that I have a very flexible shift, the fact that I have plenty of time off, the fact that I have a nice office, the fact that I work with really great people. And so I just sat there and I did that for about 40 minutes, just writing down all the positives at work. And that helped me release a bit of it. I, even though it's not directly related to the blame of a certain situation, it helped me rise out of some of that negativity. Again, we're talking about releasing baggage. So it helped me release the need to blame everybody, to feel so already in this negative space before things had even gotten started. I mean, to have journal entries before 8 a.m. is pretty, was pretty significant to me. It really showed that I was in a mood that I was already looking for things to be at fault. I was already looking for things to blame, that it was just a matter of time before it showed up. So if you're already predisposed to a negativity around certain people or certain situations, then try that. Try drawing a little bit of gratitude. Go back and look at some of your entries and say, you know, what could I have found that was good about that situation or good about that person? And I know it's, it sounds, you know, I know you hear this a lot, and I know it sounds kind of like, you know, Pollyanna or whatever, but really take the time to do it because I found that it helped me. And I think it will help you too if you could just see some positivity see something to do with your mind other than blaming the person, blaming the situation. If you can find something positive, then you can kind of release that baggage. Because again, it's one thing to identify the baggage, but our goal here is to release it. 
So it's not just to keep listing all the things or being aware of all the times you're blaming somebody. What are you going to do about it now? So that's why these journal entries, again, are so important. Go back and look at that now and spend today. Uh, today is Sunday for me, but if you, depending on whatever day you listen to this, spend the day really reflecting on how you can release that blame now, how you can do a different technique or a different strategy or approach the situation differently so that you don't feel the, all this negativity. Because our goal, again, we want to release the blame. And the other situation I had was more around a person. And there was so much negativity around this, this person and I blamed their behavior, their attitudes, their, in my mind, lack of professional you know, work ethic. I really was bothered by this person and all week I kept getting triggered um, it, by this situation involving this person. Um, and what I, I really had to sit back and do is say, for everything I'm feeling and everything I'm noticing about this person, they're probably noticing the equal thing about me and it's all perception. So I see this person as just, you know, unbearable, hard to work with, you know, very uh, lacking, I don't know, lacking social skills, whatever that, you know, that's my perception. But the funny thing is I can realize that that's exactly how they're coming at me too. They're seeing me in that same way. And it just depends on which side of the coin you're on. And it helped me a bit to release that negativity about this person to say, you know, for everything that I'm seeing in him, he's seeing the same in me. And as untrue as I feel it is about me, I mean, I feel that I'm very professional and I know what I'm doing and, you know, I, I bring my expertise to the situation. You know, everything that I feel, he feels that he's bringing to the same situation. So we have to also take a step back and realize that as you're playing this blame game, that someone's probably playing it <laughs> in reverse against you. So what would you do with that? How can you use that? How can you reflect on it and say, all right, if we could just both let it go, if I'm no longer blaming, if I'm no longer approaching this in a um, angry attitude, can I help them release it as well? If we were to release it together, would we have a better outcome? And even if not, at least if I release it and understand that he's you know, experiencing the same emotions I am, then maybe I have a little bit more understanding, like how do I want to be treated in this situation and do that for him? So again, you remember, this is about releasing it. So you have to learn from your own journal entries. Look at what's in there. Don't just gloss over and say, okay, that week's done, moving on. Do the work. Go back and look at what you wrote and really reflect on what you can do differently. What strategies can you use? And one of the things that kind of leads into this week's episode is the defensiveness. That when you're in this blame situation, you get very, very defensive. You're, again, your brain, all it wants to do is protect you. So it's giving you tools that will do that. And one of them is putting up this defensive attitude, this defensive guard to protect you from what's going on. And so that leads into this week's topic. So as you go back and look at some of those journal entries, look and see if you are being defensive. And what are the signs of defensiveness in you? So I noticed some of the things I was doing um, and in other situations as well where I know I'm being defensive is I'm very stubborn. So if there's something that I'm supposed to do, and I'm feeling defensive about it, I will just kind of dig my heels in and not do that thing, be very, very stubborn about it. Uh, a simple example is my son's away at college, but when he comes home, 
he picks up his old habits of just leaving dishes in the sink, dirty dishes in the sink, drives me nuts, makes me so defensive. Like, how could you not respect our house? You know, everybody else puts their dishes away and here's your dish. And so I get stubborn and I refuse to wash his dish and it'll be sitting in the sink, sitting in the sink. And then he goes back to school and it's still sitting in the sink. So he's obviously never going to clean that dish. And I'm being so stubborn about it. And that's one of those the outward signs of me feeling very defensive. So what are some of those signs for you? It may be that you avoid something. You know, if you're feeling defensive in a certain area, you avoid dealing with that topic. You know, if you feel defensive about how you deal with money, it may be something that you never, ever want to talk about. Or it may be something that you argue about. So whenever that topic comes up, maybe, again, it's about money for you and you argue about it rather than avoid it. Every time it comes up, you get into an argumentative state and you fight about it. So what does defensiveness look for you? And I think you'll find some clues back in your journal entries. When you're playing the blame game, it automatically triggers this need to defend yourself. Do you see it in your communication? Do you see it in how you write an email response or how you talk to somebody? What is it that you're defending? And for me, and like, you know, when you're looking at what you're defending, it's look at what's your trigger. What causes you to jump into defensive mode? And I talked about this a little bit in our intro episode. It's for me, it's always that being right. You know, I'm right and they're wrong. And so I go into defensive mode. So first I blame you for having the point of view you have. And then I defend myself from my point of view because my point of view is right. And then I get stubborn and refuse to do it. So you see how that's all related? So again, those journal entries are really huge. What did you do in reaction when you're playing the blame game? How did you defend yourself? And is that how you want to be going forward? What different reactions could you pick instead of going into the defense mode? And why are you in defense mode? What is triggering you? What do you have to do? And also notice like what would escalate that defensive mode and what would de-escalate it. And that's really where I want you to focus. So as you're journaling this week, I want you to look at when you get into defense mode, what's triggering you and then what would have diffused the situation for you. So for me, if somebody tells me to do something that doesn't make logical sense, like if there's a much easier, more efficient way to do it and you want me to do it this way, but I want to do it this way because it's easier and it's more logical to do it this way, then I get very defensive. And I get into my stubborn mode where I don't want to do it or I put it off or I vent like crazy about having to do it. How stupid it is to do it this way when I could do it this way and be so much more efficient. So what do you do when you're triggered? When you're in defense mode, what do you do? And then how could it be different? And I sit there a lot and I say, this person had just asked me instead of telling me. They just give me a reason why it was uh, preferable for them to have me do something a certain way. So if you wanted a report and I wanted to give it to you in you know, paragraph form and you really wanted it in bulleted form, tell me why. Give me a reason. Make it logical for me to say, okay, that makes sense, and then I'll do it, and it won't be triggered. So who's triggering you? What's triggering you? And how would you preferred? And that's why journaling, again, is great because you can go back to the end of your day, pick up your journal and say, this is, if they had done it this way, or if I had been in circumstances and I had reacted this way, I wouldn't have been triggered. You're looking for clues, clues about how you want to be treated and clues about how 
you can react differently. Now, I know we can't control how other people treat you, but you can start to make suggestions. If you're getting something, getting asked to do something that, for whatever reason, is triggering your defense mode, and you know from looking back at your journal entries that if something else happened, you wouldn't be so triggered, then you can start to ask for it. Could you explain why you need this? Could you explain why you need it by this date or in this format? And maybe you'll be able to get some answers that will lessen your defense mechanism and make you feel a little bit more comfortable. And if you get practice at this, that's when you get to release that piece of baggage, that defensive baggage. And again, that's what all this podcast is about, is releasing. It's not just identifying it. We have to do something after we've identified it. So you're going to be journaling this week on when you feel like you're in the defensive mode. You're going to be going back and looking at your blame entries and seeing if that triggered a lot of that. And how does that react for you? How does it show up in your life? When you're feeling defensive, what do you do about it? And I want you to journal all week on the topic, and then I want you to be able to go back and look for solutions. If there's circumstances, so we've talked a lot about people being involved, but what if it's a circumstance? For example, there's just not enough money. And so you're very defensive about any time somebody takes what collection. Like right now, there's a, a lottery going on. And I think we're in the $2 billion range for the lottery winner. And so everybody's you know, taking up collections and going out and get group tickets. What if that's a trigger for you? What if someone coming to you and saying, hey, you want to put $2 in the pool? We're all going out and buying lottery tickets, and that triggers something in you, and you start to feel really defensive, and you defend why you hate the lottery and how that's so stupid and da-da-da-da. Think about the trigger there. Like, why did you get defensive? What was it about your finances that makes you so uncomfortable? And what could you do about it? Rather than being defensive, what can you turn this around and say, you know, if I didn't have the cup of coffee, am I spending extra money where I don't need to? Am I feeling guilty about spending that money? Am I blaming my, co- my coworkers because every day everybody chips in and gets lunch out together, and so I feel like I have to participate? What are those different situations that are triggering you to be really defensive? And then how can you do something about it? And everybody has different situations, so I can't give you a one-size-fits-all solution. And again, that's why you want a journal. So you can step back after the situation's over. Don't try to solve it right when you're in the middle of the situation. Don't look at it and say, okay, I'm angry, I'm defensive, here's what's going on. Now what can I do about it? That step comes later. But the what can I do about it step is for later. Come back to that at the end of the day. When you're not so triggered, you're not so caught up in the emotion, when you're in a much better state of mind, then you have the opportunity to be a little bit more objective about it and say, what could I do? If these things had gone differently, what would I have liked them to do? How would I have liked it to go? Rewrite the story. Write a journal entry of, you know, in an alternate universe, this is how it would have happened. But make sure you're detached from the situation. Don't be currently in that situation because you're too emotionally worked up. And then make sure, you know, practice this. Try to get in that similar situation again and see if you can rewrite it in real time. So if there's, say, that money conversation and something happens and everybody's doing the group lunch that you don't want to be part of, practice different things to say. Practice how you would have rewrote it. Practice that in real life now. 
and then see how it works for you. And it might feel really, really awkward. You know, practice talking to your boss or practice talking to your spouse how you would have liked the, the uh, conversation to have gone. And then do it and see what happens. And, and realize that you're not going to get it perfect. You're not going to get it right. You know, what you write on paper is so easy and then we try to bring it out into real life. It feels awkward and clunky. It comes with practice. It comes with doing this over and over. Look for situations. Try to put yourself in different situations where you can practice letting go of your defensiveness. Practice going to situations where you know you're normally triggered and try to work out different entries or different um, solutions, different ways of things working out. And you can find these opportunities, like if you get defensive in a waiting room because they're not respecting your time, that might be a trigger for you. So get into situations where you see the longest line in the grocery store instead of the shortest line. And practice not being defensive, not being triggered by it. Treat this as a game. Your last episode was called The Blame Game. So treat this as a game. This week, you're here on defense, right? You're playing a game, and we're trying to release the baggage of defense. So approach it with a light heart. Obviously, you can't do that in the moment when you're really upset and you're really triggered. That's not the time to play the game. But after you've had time to reflect, review the, the journal entries, and then come up with a different solution, then it's time to play the game. Then it's time to have a little bit of fun with this. This doesn't have to be all so serious. You know, we're talking about a lighter life. We're talking about feeling good. That's the whole point of this. So as you're doing the work each week, we want to work at feeling better. So we want to work at not just releasing the baggage, but feeling better as a result of that. So take a little time. And you may want to go back and listen. You know, again, read your journal entries. Maybe you want to re-listen to parts of this again. And just focus on how can you feel better as a result of what you're learning in this podcast and a result of the actions you're taking. And it's really not me you know, teaching you anything. It's me helping you, coaching you through playing with your own life, having a lot of fun and feeling better as a result. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You've got your work cut out for you. You're going to go back and reread your old journal entries. You're going to start looking for situations where you feel really defensive. You're going to look for what defensiveness looks like in your life. You're going to write down the triggers. And then you're going to rewrite how those stories could have happened. If you'd had a chance to do the day over, what would you have done differently in those situations? And then look for opportunities to practice not being so defensive and not blaming the other person. We want to make sure that we work on last week's blame game as well as working on defense this week. And then write to me. Let me know how you're making out. What did you discover about yourself? What did you discover about your triggers? What solutions really look good to you? What do you love to see? How do you want things to work out? Again, for me, it's so simple as if you ask me to do something versus telling me, you'll get such a better result. And how, if that solution is what works for you, does it work for some people around you? How can you take what you're learning about yourself and apply it to other people so that you're having better interactions with your kids, your spouse, your boss, your coworkers? If you can treat them the way that you want to be treated, how will that make better outcomes for you? So have fun this week. I can't wait to see and hear from you next week. Talk to you soon.